If you're enjoying this Med Prep to Go Step 1 podcast, you can now get the content along with the content of the Crush Step 1 podcast ad-free in one bundle. Just go to medpreptogo.com and find our new subscription podcast called Med Prep to Go Step 1 Bundle. This is Dr. Ted O'Connell with the Med Prep to Go podcast. Today we'll be reviewing three pathology questions. Just a reminder that you can also find these questions and many more on our website at www.medpreptogo.com. If you have feedback or would like to get involved contributing to this free online and audio question bank, please contact us through our website. If you like what we're doing, please give us a review and tell your friends as these both help us a lot. You can learn more about me and my books and projects at www.tedxoconnell.com. All right, let's get started with the first question. A 48-year-old man presents to his physician complaining of large, irregular, white patches of skin around his mouth, nose, eyes, and genitalia, which have been evolving for the past several years. He reports that he has not seen a physician since he immigrated from Mexico 10 years ago out of fear of being deported. He felt that he had to come in today because he is fearful that his condition is cancerous. He has no known past medical history and does not take any medications. Physical examination reveals areas of complete depigmentation in the areas of concern to the patient. Which of the following is the most accurate statement about the pathophysiology of his condition? A. He has autoimmune destruction of melanocytes, and his condition does not carry an increased risk of skin cancer. B. He has a decreased number of melanocytes with normal melanin production, and his condition carries an increased risk of skin cancer. C. He has a normal melanocyte number with decreased melanin production and his condition carries an increased risk of skin cancer. D. He has damaged melanocytes from degradation of lipids by a yeast-like fungus, and his condition does not carry an increased risk of skin cancer. E. He has superficial spreading melanoma and should begin treatment as soon as possible. The correct answer is A. He has autoimmune destruction of melanocytes, and his condition does not carry an increased risk of skin cancer. This patient likely has vitiligo, characterized by irregular areas of complete depigmentation of the skin. These areas are particularly noticeable in patients with darker skin, especially around body orifices like the mouth, nostrils, eyes, genitalia, and umbilicus. It is caused by autoimmune destruction of melanocytes and does not carry an increased risk for cancer. In fact, some studies have actually shown that patients with vitiligo have a decreased susceptibility to melanoma. Answer B, he has a decreased number of melanocytes with normal melanin production, and his condition carries an increased risk of skin cancer, is incorrect because the number of melanocytes in human skin of all types is essentially constant though the number, size, and manner in which melanosomes are distributed within keratinocytes vary. Answer C, he has a normal melanocyte number with decreased melanin production, 
and his condition carries an increased risk of skin cancer is incorrect, as this describes albinism, where patients are born with a normal number of melanocytes, but they have decreased melanin production due to decreased tyrosinase activity or defective tyrosine transport. This condition does have an increased risk of skin cancer. Answer D, he has damaged melanocytes from degradation of lipids by a yeast-like fungus, and his condition does not carry an increased risk of skin cancer, is incorrect because it describes tinea versicolor, which is caused by a yeast-like fungus of the Malassezia species. Degradation of lipids produces acids that damage melanocytes and leads to formation of hypopigmented, hyperpigmented, and or pink patches. This condition can be treated with selenium sulfide or topical and or oral antifungal agents. Answer E, he has superficial spreading melanoma and should begin treatment as soon as possible, is incorrect as the description of the skin in this vignette is not consistent with melanoma. The key learning point of this question is that vitiligo is characterized by irregular areas of complete depigmentation of the skin, is caused by autoimmune destruction of melanocytes, and does not carry an increased risk for skin cancer. Question 2. A seven-year-old girl is brought to the emergency department by her grandfather for evaluation of dark urine. He reports noticing earlier today that her urine was brown like cola. The patient's past medical history is unremarkable, except for a sore throat three weeks prior that was treated with amoxicillin. There is no family history of hematologic disorders or renal disease. Vital signs include temperature 37.1 degrees Celsius or 98.8 degrees Fahrenheit, pulse 103 beats per minute, blood pressure 125 over 83 millimeters of mercury, and respirations 18 per minute. On physical examination, mild periorbital edema is noted. The remainder of the exam is unremarkable. If a renal biopsy were performed and examined under electron microscopy, which of the following findings would most likely be noted? A. Effacement of foot processes. B. Hypercellular inflamed glomeruli. C. Mesangial immune complex deposition. D. Normal glomeruli. Or E. Subepithelial humps. The correct answer is E. Subepithelial humps. This patient has post streptococcal glomerulonephritis, or PSGN a nephritic syndrome that occurs after skin or pharyngeal infection with group A beta-hemolytic streptococcal organism. It is most common in children and occurs two to three weeks post-infection. It classically presents with hematuria, which is described as cola, tea, or brown-colored, as well as with oliguria, hypertension, and periorbital edema. Subepithelial humps are characteristic of PSGN and are seen on electron microscopy. Answer choice A, effacement of foot processes, is incorrect. Effacement of the foot processes of podocytes is observed in minimal change disease and focal segmental glomerulosclerosis, and it is seen with electron microscopy. Answer choice B, 
Hypercellular inflamed glomeruli is incorrect. Hypercellular inflamed glomeruli are observed in PSGN, but are seen on hematoxylin and eosin, or H&E staining, not on electron microscopy. Answer choice C, mesangial immune complex deposition, is incorrect. Mesangial immune complex deposits are seen in IgA nephropathy. In contrast, the deposits in PSGN are subepithelial. Answer choice D, normal glomeruli, is incorrect. Normal glomeruli are seen in minimal change disease, which presents with a nephrotic picture, not nephritic like is seen in this patient. The key learning point of this question is that post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis is a nephritic syndrome that occurs after skin or pharyngeal infection with a group A beta-hemolytic streptococcal organism. It's most common in children, and it occurs two to three weeks following infection. It classically presents with hematuria, oliguria, hypertension, and periorbital edema. Subepithelial humps are characteristic of PSGN and are seen on electron microscopy. Question 3. A five-year-old boy is brought to the pediatrician by his mother for concern about fever for the past week. She has also noticed swelling in the neck and jaw area over this same time. He has no significant past medical history, and the family history is unremarkable. Physical examination reveals unilateral swelling of the right side of the jaw and the submandibular area. A biopsy is performed and is sent for flow cytometry. Histological analysis demonstrates a high mitotic index with numerous macrophages containing apoptotic cells. Which of the following is most closely associated with the patient's condition and would be seen on flow cytometry? A. Chromosomal translocation T814. B. Chromosomal translocation T922. C. Chromosomal translocation T1114. D. Chromosomal translocation T1418. Or E. Chromosomal translocation T1517. The correct answer is A. Chromosomal translocation T814. Burkitt lymphoma is a highly aggressive B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma often associated with a translocation between C-myc oncogene, chromosome 8, and the heavy chain of chromosome 14. The sporadic variant of Burkitt lymphoma is seen in the United States and Western Europe and comprises 30% of pediatric lymphomas. Burkitt lymphoma is derived from germinal center B-cells and is dependent on the expression of the Mike proto-oncogene located at chromosome 8Q24, which encodes the Mike protein transcription factor. Chronic Epstein-Barr virus infection appears to play a role in almost all cases of endemic African Burkitt lymphoma and a minority of sporadic cases. The key learning point of this question is that Burkitt lymphoma is a B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma often associated with a translocation between C-myc oncogene chromosome 8 and the heavy chain of chromosome 14. That's it for this episode. 
Please be sure to check out our other episodes, which we will be recording very soon. Just a reminder that you can find all of these questions and many more on our website at www.medpreptogo.com. And also you can find the information contained in these questions on the Crush Step 1 podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts.